0: Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, we'll be learning how we can be authentic in our relationships. No matter who you are, it's probably safe to say that we've all experienced the struggle of trying to feel the Lord's presence. But today, Rabbi Schneider reminds us we shouldn't let our insecurities or struggles affect our relationship with the Lord because our imperfections are an opportunity to reflect on and appreciate God's love even more. And if you'd like to go deeper with today's lesson, draw me after you, then be sure to download Rabbi's study guide at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's begin.
1: Jesus, we thank you. Father God, we thank you today for your love on and in our lives. Thank you, Father God, so much that you created us in your image. Father God, that you purposed that you would marry us through your son. Father, we love you and we worship you today. And we pray, Father God, that you would help us to comprehend the height of the depth, the breadth, and the width of the love of God that's ours in Christ Jesus, in Yeshua, our Messiah. We're going to be looking today in the Song of Songs. I'm going to greatly condense it to just capture the main themes in this book, which begins with the Shulamite bride, that's a shadow of the church, calling out to Father God to kiss her with the kisses of his word, And it ends with her being baptized in the fiery love of Jesus as she understands that she is his bride. One thing that you and I need to think about for a second, God wants to capture our hearts with this, that he didn't send his son Jesus just to die for our sins. Of course, it begins there, but it doesn't end there. Where it ends, beloved, is in Revelation 19, verse seven through nine, where we sit down across the table with Jesus at the marriage supper of the Lamb. So it begins, beloved ones, with him dying on the cross for our sins, but it ends with our marriage to him. You see, Jesus didn't just die to forgive you, but he died to marry you. And this is the great theme and the revelation of scripture that God loves you and I so much that he ends his climactic salvation experience for us in once again, what the Bible calls the marriage supper of the lamb. You see, Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter five that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one. And then Paul says, and I'm speaking to you of a mystery, the mystery between Christ and his church. Paul says, I betrothed you as a spotless virgin to Jesus, to Yeshua HaMashiach. We are beloved ones, the scripture tells us, the wife of the lamb. Now, I know as I begin to talk like this, especially for our men, this is a really hard message to digest. I mean, we're talking about being the bride of Jesus, Jesus. We think of this as a feminine thing, a bride we think of as feminine. But I want you to know, beloved ones, I'm speaking to men right now, that scripture uses this language, it's anthropomorphic language. In other words, God condescends to human terms so that we can relate to him. But it is not about, beloved, sexuality. It's way beyond male or female. When the Lord calls the church his bride, When we're referred to, beloved one, as the bride of Christ, this is not about gender. It's about intimacy. Because the most intimate experience on earth between human beings is a marriage relationship. And since God is the creator, he is portrayed as the male. We are first receivers, right? The Bible says concerning Jesus, to as many as received him, To them, he gave the right to become the children of God. And so Jesus stands at the door of our heart and knocks. We have to open up and receive him. And so in that sense, the church is referred to as the bride because she's the one that's receiving from creator God. But men, please hear me. You need to hear this message. This is not about gender. This is about intimacy, of relationship. This is about the fact that God wants to be in union with you. He wants oneness with us. So don't let the terms throw you off. Open your heart because the Father, Jesus, wants to baptize you in his fiery love. I know that sometimes I'm speaking of the Father. Sometimes I'm speaking of Jesus. Just roll with me. Remember Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that in Jesus, the scripture says, the fullness of the Godhead dwelt. And so we're going to be looking in this series called A Baptism of Love. We're going to be looking at it from the perspective of the Song of Songs. Did you know that the ancient rabbis considered the Song of Songs the most sacred book in the Tanakh in the Hebrew Bible? They refer to it as the Holy of Holies in the Tanakh or in the Old Testament. Because the Song of Songs reveals to us more than any other book in the Bible In the Old Testament, how God feels about us, it reveals to us the emotional side of God, the beautiful side of God, and it reveals to us, beloved, what I'm calling the bridal paradigm, which is the paradigm that our salvation culminates in in Revelation 19, where we're invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so there is a prophetic shadow in the Song of Songs of where our salvation experience climaxes. Remember, Jesus taught that every book in the Old Testament was about him. On the road to Emmaus, we read in the book of Luke chapter 24, Jesus brought his disciples through a journey through the entire Old Testament, and he showed them how every book in the Old Testament was about him. Remember, Jesus said, do not think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've not come to abolish, Jesus said, but to fulfill or to fill them up with meaning. And so the Song of Songs is about Jesus. It was written by men that were moved by the Holy Spirit. And the primary role of the Holy Spirit is, first of all, to reveal Jesus to us. So with that understanding, we're going to begin to journey together In this baptism of love as we see the heart of Jesus revealed to us in this book now there are three primary characters in the Song of Songs that we need to understand so that we can relate to it and receive it into our life there's the King King Solomon and King Solomon here beloved is a shadow of Jesus then there's the Shulamite bride And the Shulamite bride, beloved ones, is a shadow or a type of you and I. And then there's the daughters of Jerusalem, and this is a shadow of the church that doesn't have the fullness of the revelation of the love of God in their life. So with that said, let's begin. Verse number one, it begins by saying, the song of songs, which is Solomon's, it begins with the Shulamite bride calling out. She says, may he kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Now, this reminds us of what Jesus said. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus lived by the word of God. His food was God's word. And so the Shulamite bride here, which is a shadow of you and I, she is calling out, oh, Father God, kiss me with your word. May he kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. The ancient rabbis called it the kisses of the Torah. You see, the word of God is the expression of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so when the Shulamite bride here is calling out to be kissed by the kisses of his word, she's literally calling out to be kissed by God himself. Her journey, beloved, into the baptism of love which is the journey that you and I are taking, her journey began with a yearning, with an intense desire. May he kiss me, she said, with the kisses of his mouth. The journey began with an intense desire. And this is where our journey begins too, with intense desire. Now let me say that even our desire that we have for God is a gift for us. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. So even desire is a gift. Father, right now, we ask you to kiss us, Father God, with the kisses of your mouth. Father, we ask you, to kiss us with divine love, Father, that you would pour forth your love in our hearts, that desire for you would build and grow, that it would become a towering inferno of fire, that our desire for you, Abba, would become so intense that, Father, you wouldn't be able to hold back from us. You would release, Lord, the treasures of heaven into our life because of our intense desire for you. And yet, Father, we recognize that even desiring you is a gift of God, that we love you because you first loved us. And so, Father, we come before you with a bended knee, and we ask you, Father God, to release within us the love of Jesus for you, that we would desire you more than all else. You see, Jesus said... Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. This is where the journey begins. And we see this reflected in the heart of the Shulamite bride, who is a shadow of you and I. May he kiss me with the
0: kisses of his mouth. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says, Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? And we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider.
1: And then she says in verse number four, draw me after you. She says, oh, Father God, oh, Jesus, draw me to yourself. I desire you, she said. She worshiped him. You're so beautiful. And then she said, draw me to yourself. Listen, verse number four. Draw me after you, she said. Did you know that Jesus spoke to us in the gospel of John chapter six? Here's what Jesus said there. He said, no man comes to me unless the Father draws him. In other words, beloved, the Lord has to open up a portal in the spirit and he has to supernaturally draw us to himself because the Bible says the natural man has no desire for the things of God. And so in order for us to desire God and come to God and enter into the realm of eternal life, the father has to do something supernatural by the spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Hebrew name for the Holy Spirit. He has to draw us to himself. And so father... Jesus, we humbly bow our knee to you, recognizing the sovereignty of God that must be at work in our life for us to desire you and to come to you. And we ask you now that you would draw us to yourself. Amen. You know, when you pray that prayer from a sincere heart, God will always answer it because if we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us and answers. Father, draw us to you, we pray. And then she says, and let us run together. So listen, verse number four again, there's two parts. The first is, draw me to you, bring me to yourself, bring me near, I want to experience you. And then she says, and let us run together. In other words, she's saying, I want to journey through life in partnership with you. Let us run together. She doesn't want to live life on her own. She wants to partner together with God in life. She said, draw me to yourself and let us run together. She's making a declaration, beloved one, of her purpose in life. She's declaring her destiny and she's declaring her heart's desire. She's declaring her purpose for living. She said, draw me to you and let us run life together. Let me ask right now, what about you? Do you want more than all else in your life, beloved one, to know God to experience him and to partner with him in life, to run the race of life together, not just you doing your will and trying to drag him along, but finding out what his will is and then running with him. Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. He partnered with Father God. He partnered with God. And then he ran his race with God. Jesus said, I have food that you know not of. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. So I want to ask you right now, beloved child of God, do you desire more than everything else in life to know God, to be drawn into the depths of his spirit and to live your life in partnership with him? If you do, beloved one, I want to just pray for us together right now. Father God, King Jesus, we worship you today. And this is not just a message for us. Jesus, this is life for us. This is something, just that we crave in our heart, in our inner man. We're asking you, Jesus, to draw us into you, draw us into your spirit, into the depths of eternal life. And Jesus, we desire to live our lives in partnership with you, in partnership with the Father, arm in arm, hand in hand, running life together. And we say, Jesus, as you said, not my will, but thy will be done. Father, align us, we pray, with your son in Jesus' name and for Yeshua's fame. And all God's people that are in agreement with this spoke Hebrew and said, amen. Let's continue on, beloved, as we travel down the road to a baptism of love. This book, again, began with her calling out, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. It ends, beloved, with the fiery baptism of God's heart sealing her life. And I want you to know, beloved, this is real and it's for you. She continues on in verse number five as she's journeying and progressing into this journey of divine love. She says, I am black, but lovely. What is going on here, beloved ones, is she's feeling a sense of shame, She's feeling a sense of insecurity. She's feeling a sense of insufficiency and inadequacy. She's seeing herself and she's seeing things in herself that make her feel a bit of shame. She says there, don't stare at me. She said, my mother's sons were angry with me. They made me caretakers of the vineyard. And then she says, do not stare at me in verse number six because I'm swarthy. In other words, she feels self-conscious. This is what happened, beloved, as a result of sin. The first thing that happened when Adam and Eve sinned was they became self-conscious. Suddenly, we read, they realized in the book of Genesis, in the book of Bereshit, we say in Hebrew, Adam and Eve realized they were naked. In other words, they went from being God-conscious to being self-conscious. They were naked before they sinned. But as soon as they sinned, they went from being God conscious and love conscious to being self-conscious. This Shulamite bride, because of sin in the world, had a sense of self-consciousness. The blackness here represents sin in her life. She said, I am black, but lovely. She realized that even though there were still things about herself that needed cleansed, she recognized, beloved ones, that Jesus still loved her. She said, I'm black, but lovely. I want you to know tonight, I know, God knows, you know, there are still things about your life that aren't yet perfected. You're still cooking. But I want you to know, even right where you're at, you are beautiful and you are lovely and beautiful to God right where you're at right now, today. This is what the Shulamite bride realized. I am black, she said, but lovely. I want you to know God loves you and He washes you with the riches of His love, with the waves and the waters of His love. He created you in His own image. You are beautiful because the one that created you sees you as beautiful. And Jesus took away your sin. God loves you, my child, right where you're at and he'll never love you any more or any less than he does right now. I want you to put your hand over your heart right now and just confess God's truth back to him and say, Father God, Lord Jesus, I thank you that I am beautiful to you. I agree with you, Jesus, that you are a beautiful God, that you created me in your image, that you love me that you've washed me and I am beautiful to you. And I reject self-condemnation. And from this day forward, Jesus, I agree with you that I'm loved and that I'm beautiful.
0: You're listening to Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about this program or today's topic, let me invite you to go to our website and explore. You'll find us online at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. You know, Rabbi said in today's message that in order for us to come to the Father, He has to draw us to Himself. And one of the ways that God draws us close is through other people. God uses each and every one of His children to further His mission. And right now, we'd like to share a little clip from an outreach we attended before the COVID pause of 2020. Rabbi's talking about how you can partner with us in the coming year as we reach people not only here in the States, but also across the world in places like Israel, Trinidad, and Uganda.
1: Beloved, I'm here in Gulu, Uganda. People are gathered by the thousands, waiting just to hear the glorious gospel of King Jesus preached. People are soaking up the Word of God, salvations by the hundreds and hundreds. Last night, People broke out all over in the thousands, beloved, salvations, healings, deliverances, and miracles, and it's all because of your financial support. You're gonna have a reward, beloved one, for sowing into this ministry. If the Holy Spirit is knocking at the door of your heart, I just wanna ask you to obey Him immediately. You're gonna have a reward for it, whether it's me preaching in places like Uganda or through television, beloved, you have a reward for the lives that are being saved and changed through this ministry when you financially support us. Thank you, God bless you. I love you and shalom.
0: If God is leading you to support this ministry with a gift of any amount, then let me tell you how to get in touch. You can call 800-777-7835 or if you prefer automate your gift each month by signing up to become a monthly partner. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com And as our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's also available as an instant digital download, along with our current newsletter, which highlights all of our outreach events. There is no time like the present to give a gift that lasts a lifetime. So please join with us today as we share the good news of Messiah with those who need to hear it the most. And then before we hear from Rabbi Schneider again, Let me remind you that if you'd like to not only listen to Rabbi, but see him too, then you'll want to check out our YouTube channel. We have a variety of resources available there. And if you're out and about this holiday season and not able to catch this program on your local radio station, you can subscribe to our daily podcast. Just subscribe to Discovering the Jewish Jesus on your favorite podcasting platform, and you're all set. And right now, let's wrap up today's message on cultivating an authentic intimacy with the Lord now here is a special blessing from rabbi
1: the words from the Aaronic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 verses 22 through 27 helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally so receive his blessing into your life and then beloved one go bless somebody else in Jesus name today Ja wa Yahweh Jahweh wa isch ma re cha Ja ihr Jahweh and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you, and Shalom.
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains the fragrance of love. Recapture your faith on Tuesday when you listen to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.